Children are having more tantrums and emotional difficulties during lockdown, according to a study by psychologists at the University of Oxford. 10,000 parents have so far been involved in the CoSpace study, which suggests that younger children are struggling more than older ones. Parents of primary age children reported more arguments, tantrums, and children refusing to do as they're told. The research also found that younger children were sad, worried, and more clingy. Now, maybe this is something you've seen at home with your child becoming anxious or more prone to meltdowns. If so, do comment. We'd love to hear from you. Vine at bbc.co.uk is the best way and just enclose your phone number. Text us 88291. In a moment, we'll speak to mum of two, Emily Cleary, whose son has been struggling emotionally. We're also going to hear from Dr Polly Waite, who's senior clinical research psychologist at the University of Oxford, which basically did the study. But Emily, let me go to you first and just tell me what's going on. Hi, Jeremy. Um, Yeah, we're... We had lockdown sussed, I think I've said before, that we thought everything was going really well. And I was really impressed and I was amazed by the resilience and ability to adapt that my children had, they're five and seven. And to go from seeing friends being at school every day to being locked in the house with mummy and daddy was such a big change. But they, they took it. They rolled with it. We had a real... We had a timetable. We had everything was going brilliantly. We had a routine. And then the cracks started to show as it looked like lockdown was easing. So when they started to be able to, the first time they went in a car, it was very unnerving for them. And then my husband took them to a shop to pick a magazine, just come in with me, don't touch anything, to try and get over this first hurdle. And you could see the cracks starting to show then and, at the very, very beginning, there were, they were having nightmares. They were, you know, there were tantrums, but that's understandable because everything's changing so much. But then recently, I think the cracks were starting to show. And then the point came about uh, my daughter, who is five, she was allowed to go back to school. And where I had been adamant, vehemently saying there was no way my child is going back to school, we realised she saw a friend in the park and the change in her face, her manner the happiness after just having interacted with another child was amazing. And so we changed our minds. We did. We, we allowed her to go back to school. She's back two days a week, which has been wonderful for her, but it has been devastating for my son. He's two years older. I can't explain why she's going back and why he isn't. It's because the government want her to be a guinea pig, not him. There's no logic. I can't explain. He has to come with me in the morning to drop her off. So he sees his school. He knows it's there, but he knows it's all different. And he, he's a big thinker. He, he can get anxious anyway. And this has just provoked so many questions that for the first time in my life, I don't have the, not in my life, but in his life, I don't have the answers to explain why he can't go back. He's angry that he's not going He's frustrated because he knows his sister is seeing her friends. He he's a really he's a passionate learner. He wants to be going back. He wants to see his friends, his teachers, and it's it's as if he's had a a vision of of the cake. You know, he can see the cake, but he's not allowed to eat it. But his sister's allowed to have the whole thing. And we've had, as in, he's been very. I've been amazed by his resilience. Now he's having. He's having nightmares, he's getting very angry, and he's a gentle child. But I read the article about the report this morning, and it just, this reflects everything that's happened in our house over the last month, everything. 
the so coping amazing. strategies, it's, it's just crumbling. Yeah. Okay, Emily, thank you so much. This is really fascinating. Emily Cleary, journalist and mum of two, aged five and seven. And listening to that is Dr. Polly Waite, senior clinical research psychologist at the University of Oxford who led the study. Well, there's more evidence for you, Polly. Thanks, Jeremy. Um, that's that's right. We're hearing anecdotal reports from so many parents um, of younger children that they're the ones that are really struggling at the moment. Um, so, as you say, we're running the Coastbase survey to try and track children's mental health over the pandemic at particular key time points. So, it's really interesting looking at things like children going back to school now and, of course, later on in September to understand what happens and what's associated with um, those different sort of um, experiences that children are having in terms of their mental health. And it was really interesting actually when we analysed this data so this report that's just come out is the first time we've been able to look at um, the patterns of the um, how children are doing from two different time points during the pandemic and actually I think to many people's surprise it was the younger children that seemed to experience the most difficulties so you know much um, so an increase in their sort of emotional well-being so much more clingy worried and unhappy um, more behavioural difficulties arguments temper tantrums not doing what they're asked and just having more difficulties with things like concentrating and being distracted and that was a contrast to the teenagers actually where the parents of our teenagers and the teenagers themselves actually reported a reduction in their um, sort of emotional difficulties or the teenagers themselves said that there wasn't a change. That, that is Obviously, really a, a very interesting part of what you found is that is that when you're over the age of 13, 14 you're starting to be, feel more settled in lockdown than you would do outside it. Yeah, and of course, I mean, this isn't a nationally representative sample, so we can't say that's the case for everyone. But certainly with the, the teenagers' parents in our sample, they were saying that actually things hadn't got worse. Um, now, of course, that's variable. And, and many parents, particularly those where there are children with special educational needs or mental health difficulties or other things going on, you know, that there's huge variability. Um, but actually, for many teenagers, you know, some of the school-related stresses um, have now been removed from them and some of the friendship challenges in school so actually you know things might be a little bit easier for some young people now but actually you know we're particularly interested to see what happens in September when secondary schools go back because for some of those young people who seem to be doing okay at the moment that might change when we get to that point and they're back into an academic environment and particularly if they are worried about schoolwork that they might have missed that might be another flashpoint where we see a change. Yeah and if we go back to primary children who are struggling it's what seems to be the case is is that they they feel very fearful and uncertain is that right and they take it out with tantrums I think there's a real mixture of things going on but certainly for younger children it's often much harder to express how you feel through words and demonstrating it through your behavior is you know is really typical and sometimes that will be due to stress feeling worried about things um, we asked the parents in our survey what their children are worried about and some of them are worried about getting coronavirus they're worried about friends and family getting ill or they're worried about things that relate to the consequence of the virus so missing school um, you know for our year six children moving up into a whole new school you know they're not necessarily having the same experience around support around transitions so children are worrying about a range of different things but also it might not just be due to stress it could be about um, loneliness you know children have much less opportunity to play with others and whilst the teenagers can use social media to connect with their friends you know if you're five going on zoom just isn't the same as playing with someone um, and actually for some younger children we hear you know that actually they find some of those video calls they can be quite upsetting because you don't understand why you're not able to play with that other child in the way that you normally would. And you're, so you're, certainly for 
You mentioned your co-space survey. It's ongoing. Can people still take part? Absolutely. We are really keen for parents to take part both in this survey and actually a sister survey that we're running for, t- for parents of two to four year olds called CoSpice, because we really want to understand best how we can support parents through the current challenges. And, and you know, that's likely to come on to, to be the case for some months, actually. So the, the link is www.cospaceoxford.com forward slash survey. And we'd especially like to involve families from lower incomes and ethnic minority backgrounds who at the moment aren't so well represented in the survey. Thank you very much to Dr Polly Waite, Senior Clinical Research Psychologist at the University of Oxford, was uh, in charge of this study and it's brought some very, very interesting findings. Love to know if it's your experience too with younger children just getting very, very cross and frustrated.